0: Recognize your face haunting, familiar, yeah. I can't see. i oh.
1: I have this thing that i am in my neighborhood that I am convinced is a social experiment
2: oh. and
1: I want to, and it makes me think of a, actually a couple different things and I want to get your take on it. So, uh, in just to kind of set the scene in my neighborhood, there's a four way stop. It's not on the main road. It's, but it's a, it's like, it's still a fairly heavy traveled road that, you know, there's a bus stop on it and stuff. Um, the, you know, enough people travel this that it's fairly busy. And in this year, earlier this year, there was, uh, like a, a bicycle that was, uh, locked to, there's a power pole like right there on the corner of this four way stop. And this bike was locked to this power pole, which doesn't seem like a, like it's anything like a big deal. Like it had like, a
3: chain like, around it?
1: Yeah, chain around it. And it doesn't seem like a big deal, but you got to keep in mind like this is the suburbs people drive and and only about two miles in one direction is a train stop about a mile and a half in another direction is a is like a bus depot. So if people are uh, commuting by bike, they'll usually go to those stations. So you don't actually see bikes locked up in the neighborhood that often because it's not a it's not incredibly bike friendly. Right. Okay. And so, and so, uh, and this, this, uh, intersection th- its like right next to the intersection. And so it's, it's just noticeable that it just kind of seems like this unusual spots out of the, out of ordinary. And so for a while there, I'm thinking, okay, so it's just a guy probably going to the bus stop, light locking up his bike. And then is it
3: always there? Or is it just sometimes there?
1: So only sometimes there. So it starts as sometimes there. And then, and then we get to this stretch of time where it's, Always there, like on the weekends, late at night, and, and this is like four weeks upon weeks, um, maybe even months. I don't know. You're not keeping track. But, but is it still no,
3: the, is it still gone? Sometimes,
1: no. It's at, just always at the there. beginning. It was gone sometimes, and then it was just there forever for for weeks. Right. So that's kind of the setting.
3: Is it still there, or is this? Just...
1: Well, that, that's the whole, okay. This, okay. This, is, this
3: is the whole point. Now.
1: Sorry. Okay. So then it goes away. And within a couple days, there are two small bikes, like kid bikes, locked up to the pole, and a poster of the bike that was locked to the pole, like a picture of it taken locked to the <laughs> locked to the pole, and it says "Missing our mother." <laughs> <laughs> and so, and so like we're like trying to figure out, okay, d- did he just leave it there, or whoever just leave it there? And um, uh, it got stolen and he's just doing the, this as a ploy to make people feel guilty to bring him back or was this a setup the whole time you know And so it really has got me thinking about like a whole lot of things because <laughs> it's strange it's like a public uh, public place he can lock his bike to the pole what it means nothing to me but the whole time every time we drive by it's like oh man the guy's left his bike there again like, isn't this guy ever gonna get his bike? <laughs> you know what I mean? And like like we don't own it. It's none of our business. But there we drive by and like, oh man, somebody uh, we, we should go steal that bike. Like, take your bike home. And um and then there's a whole other thing of of like guilt, this using guilt as uh as a way to get compliance or to, to get a result. And so I want I wanna start with like the first one of, of the use of public space. And, uh, do you ever feel a sense of ownership of like spaces that are not yours? Um, no, you know what I mean? You don't Well, I like, mean... so have you, ever, have you ever like frequented a park and, um, just kind of felt like, like what of these new people, yeah, yeah oh yeah, like, like the like
3: locals only type of thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I suppose so. Um, I don't know. We I move around so much that I'm usually. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I have a hard time. Yeah, like feeling it feeling. My like, 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 like I don't have yeah. a place I frequent. You know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. I, Could, go ahead but ahead. I will say this is kind of takes it to a different level but it's mm-hmm. the same kind of thing like I feel like so like i I started this podcast thing where I'm, I'm doing all these podcasts and I'm trying to like help other people get their podcasts out and then I'll see somebody that i, I kind of consider a friend and then they're like doing a pod or another podcast like separately from this <laughs> <And> i'll be <laughs> like i'll be like what are you doing man why are you gotta go be separate why can't you be part of the group and I, and then it kind of it's like it's like, wait a minute, you weren't the first person to do a podcast. <laughs> you're not the <laughs> last person to ever do a podcast. In fact, you're so like, you're, I'm just a grain of sand, like. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. but it's the same thing. It's like, it's, it's like I, I get that. Like when you have, like if you have a beach and like some tourists are crashing your beach, acting like mm-hmm. buffoons. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean, I don't know. That's that's a, that's a trippy story. <laughs> yeah. <You know? laughs> Because well, it is, what is the intention? What is the intention? Like, I, did, like, did that, so I'm sure what happened to some homeowner, like you were like, you were like, we should steal that bike, got sick of that bike outside of their house or something uh-huh. and did it. But like the, the response is like, was that a premeditated response? Like that's what you, or did like that guy like go to like some thrift shop and buy two small bikes just to. Right.
1: Like, right. And and here's what's so unusual. Or maybe about it's a it.
3: woman. We can't assume it's a guy.
1: Right. Exactly. And what's what's so unusual is the poster had a picture of the bike locked to the. Mm-hmm. So like, who who takes a picture of their bike locked? You know what I mean? Yeah. Unless you're worried about it getting stolen. I mean, maybe you do that. But um, I mean, the whole the whole idea of that response. What is so interesting about that? that method of, of like missing our mother is kind of using this anthropomorphic you're taking this object and instilling human value. Right.
3: Yeah. yeah. And, you, and do, you feel bad for those two little. Yeah, <laughs> you do.
1: <laughs> and I actually kind of think it's an effective, I think it's somewhat effective for one. It made me think, Oh man, like, I, I, Cannot stop thinking about the, the stupid bike locked to the power pole. And, um,
3: Is there like a phone number.
1: Um, I, I don't think there was now, now it's like almost kind of become this weird. Um, like, I don't know what you'd even call it. Like, the <laughs> two children the, bikes are the, still there. The, the two children bikes are <laughs> that orphan were gone bikes? for a while. Now they're back <laughs> and they're like zip tied in this weird, um, like formation together. And there's like a Christmas ornament on them, and so it's now almost become like this piece of folk art that's mm. just in the community. And um, and so I, I I don't know what that's about, but um, that sense of kind of feeling like guilty. Oh man, like I left these <laughs> I left these bikes orphans. I better go bring it back. Um, I was I was really really hoping to see the bike come but back. No one to brought the, it back. At least as far as I can tell,
3: it, it sounds but, like it might have been like a an art piece in the that was always wait, they're just waiting for someone to take it.
1: Take it. Uh, that's what I. That's what I'm wondering, um, because it is an unusual spot. There is a bus stop not far from it, so I mean it's totally um, plausible that somebody was just riding their bike to the bus stop and needed a place to lock it up, um, and and so, but. That idea of, okay, so guilt as this motivation for compliance. You know, and guilt is such a weird thing because, you know, it could be deeply personal. But do you find that, I mean, because we all do crap that we don't want to do. And it's just like, oh man, I don't want to go do this. But I'm going to go do it. And I find for myself, guilt is a pretty big motivator. Um, even st- uh, silly stuff at work. Like, you know, we, sh- we share responsibility for supervising games and functions and stuff. And we split that. And if I'm in a situation where, where I take less of that load, that means that somebody else has to carry a greater load because I, you know, chose to go do something else. I, I feel guilty. Part of what forces me to do that thing that I don't want to do. Cause that's one of the, you know, the, more unenjoyable parts of my job is the guilt of of or avoidance of guilt. Um, do you find that similar in your sense of compliance with doing things that you don't want to do? Is guilt the primary motivator for you?
3: Well, not necessarily, but guilt is a very effective tool. <laughs> you uh-huh. know, uh-huh. Um, When you're like in a position of power, I guess. Right. However, it's a, like, it's a long game with guilt. What I've kind of found is that people will feel guilty about something and feel shitty about something, yet they'll still do it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, like, if, mm-hmm. like if you try to use guilt as, as, a, as a way to like divert or, or what's the word I'm looking for, like a preemptive measure, like to stop someone from doing something by guilting them. Yeah, not kind of like the way religion does it you know yeah uh-huh. you'll still like like if you do this 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 will happen and you don't want to disappoint daddy you know yeah. if you do that yeah. you're gonna disappoint me and people will still tend to do it I think right but they'll feel guilty they'll feel bad about it and then maybe mm-hmm. the, and then they'll have because they gotta feel that guilt to know what you're talking about you know mm-hmm. like 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 that's why it's like that's kind of why like it, it kind of doesn't work because like with religions and stuff because it's like You're gonna disappoint your mother, but like, what does that mean? You know? Yeah,
1: I think that's I I think that's a good point. I think the underlying, because I now that you put it that way, I think guilt is often tied to some sort of of value, in 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 some way. So, for example, when I'm looking at at the that work example, the value in there that I hold is we are equitable and sharing the load, right? That, mm-hmm. that many hands make light work kind of thing. And so since that's a value that I value of, Hey, we are in this as a team, we share the load. If I do something that goes against that value, I feel bad about it. And so I have incentive to, um, to do those things because I ultimately believe in that value.
3: But well, let me ask you this: If you flip uh-huh. it around and you try to use like somebody who's in your group who's not like like are, you have that same you have a, a feeling of guilt, so you kind of naturally assume other people do too. Yeah. So yeah. when someone else is kind of trying to get out of the a workload, yes, and, and you try, and you're trying to use uh-huh. guilt <laughs> to get uh-huh. them to, and then they still don't.
1: It just pisses me off, yeah. really. It's, yeah. it, it just it can ruin a relationship, and. Um, and that's, I think some people are less, less likely to feel guilt. And it may come down to that whole idea of value. They just value that thing less or don't even see that value. Cause I, I would say in my highly religious days, there were just things that I felt guilty about all the time. And now that, you know, this like belief paradigm has shifted, I just don't feel guilty about it anymore. And so, um, that's because I, I no longer value that underlying premise, you know. And um, and so, yeah, I, I, I have a hard time making other people feel guilty about it, though. I think that's
3: my own. It's not even that somebody, you have a hard time making other pe- people feel guilty. It's just that the general population doesn't give a shit, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're they're fighting through that guilt. It take that's why I'm saying, that's why I say it's long game so much guilt has to build up before, like, they have to do it and feel like shit about it, and then do it and feel like shit about it and do it and feel like Uh shit about it, until finally you're like, I don't want to feel like shit about it anymore
1: Right, well, and that's I was reading something about it where it says like guilt, unresolved guilt is almost like a a snooze button in your head that won't shut off you can hit it so many times but eventually it starts to pile
3: you know? Yeah, and you can tell the people that walk around with that have guilt piled up there. They'll yeah. you know. <laughs> you won't make eye yeah. contact. Yeah.
1: And so, uh, you know, there's, a, there's probably a good threshold. There's probably an, an element of, of, you know, a certain amount of guilt is, um, kind of helps maintain the boundaries to a certain degree that I, I even, I even think like with my own children, you know, if I'm a hundred percent candid, there's stuff all the time that I don't want to go do. Like my, my preference is to just like do my own thing, but I feel guilty of like, Oh, I'm not going to be like the, they're going to look back and dad didn't ever want to do anything that, you know,
3: they're going to look back like that anyway. I know that's true. No, no, that's that's not true. It's not true. (laughs) Well, to a certain degree it is. (laughs) I mean, they are never going to have done enough. Right. And, and they'll never know. What it would have been like had you not been have there done to the do other those thing. things. Yeah, exactly. So like, so like, that's what you can't. You they'll, can't. They'll prove never know. Yeah. So. And,
1: but but that sense of guilt and and it has motivated me in my relationship with my children. Of like, all right, I'm gonna go do this thing because <clears> I feel bad if I don't. But it's ultimately like, I'm glad I did because I either had a good time or it's just I just spent time with my kids. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so there's an element of it that is positive, right? It's always fine when it's over. Exactly. Once you can look back and you're not actually in it, it's like, okay, I'm glad I did that. Um, but, uh, obviously guilt can carry too far where like, it's just the weight of shame and all that stuff can just make you unhealthy. And I think certain people are prone to that. Like a guy like myself who, who just is have feels anxiety over stupid shit anyway. Um, you can sometimes internalize stuff that you don't need to. Um,
3: yeah, but or is that have... just healthy? Is maybe acknowledging guilt and, and trying to live without guilt is the healthier way to live? Because, I mean, that's... I mean, as you're talking, I'm thinking, that mm-hmm. sounds like what mental health problems are, just people with who can't resolve their guilt. People just feel yeah. bad all the time. But maybe, I mean, not always, not everybody, yeah. but... Um, it's like it's I, like having the ability to like to because like that's what you, why you feel shitty about yourself because you're like you're not happy with the things you're doing you know right right and if you're just if you're living your life to not have guilt then you're not feeling shitty about yourself you know? right right
1: well I do think I do think there I mean obviously there's you know the world's not binary it, it's some it's some shade of gray in between but I do feel like
3: um, 256 I've, shades of, 256 million shades of gray
1: Oh yeah that's a lot <laughs> so the thing is is you know I had this conversation with my father-in not too long ago where I'm a guy who gets anxious about stuff and and from his perspective who, who you know that doesn't register uh, the that whole anxiety feeling it's like oh man that has just gotta suck life's got to suck that way and to a certain degree like it's frustrating. But I can actually probably point that as uh, it's like been a strength, at least in certain elements of life, like in terms of career, because I have been so focused on it that um, not wanting to screw things up or whatever, that it's made me reliable. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even Measured though twice but, cut once. Yeah, exactly. But it comes at a cost, you know, and, and so it's, it's just about finding, finding that balance because there are stretches where it's like holy shit I don't know how much longer I can do it at this level of intensity
3: is that, what you, and wait, so, what, is that what you mean by cost it comes at a cost just because you have to like put so much into it
1: yeah like an emotional cost you know what I mean and and so it's it's like just finding that that balance um, of, of like how much are you able to you know like having to come to terms with this I am going to address and this I'm just going to have to be uncomfortable with and just let that be, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, everybody's got to find that. But, and I think guilt's very much the same way where to a certain degree it can be positive to relationships and positive to even like being, like getting compliance. You know what I mean? Cause that's to a certain degree. That's like what guilt is. You feel guilty when you're not compliant in whatever the, you know, the agreement of your relationship, the agreement of your work, the agreement of society, you know. Yeah. Um, and so I, I think it's a kind of a similar idea.
3: Yeah. You know? yeah, and it's like you say, like the more it's, it's all about the value of guilt and it builds up. That's why parents are able to use it so well because you, you spend so much time with you, your kids. And you know their ins and outs and you know what works and what doesn't right and and we don't really have that with like our coworkers because who knows who the hell they are when they walk out that door right you know? mm-hmm. everyone's mm-hmm. wearing a mask so it's hard to yeah. figure out like what actually like makes somebody tick yeah yeah to, on the guilt front anyway mm-hmm. <clears throat> most people just don't give a shit about their jobs like they don't there's no guilt I, you know yeah.
1: <laughs> well and and uh to a certain degree, that's pretty liberating. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like well, it's
3: like it's like my kids in in high school where they have to do these group projects. Mm-hmm. They're stupid, man. If you if you have any say in the school you're at, man, get away with all group projects <laughs> because <laughs> all it ends up being is like one or two kids completely stressed out that the other three kids are do- yeah, doing nothing. Yeah. yeah. And. And there's just some people that just don't care. Like, they don't have any value in school, so why would they put the effort in, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, yeah, my I'd... kid's having a nervous breakdown.
1: <laughs> well, that's another one of those examples of certain people, I think, registered guilt a whole lot more than others, you know? Um, or, or stress, maybe, is a better way to put it on yeah, that
3: it's, one. It's more kind of it's more just that urge to do well, you know, like you yeah. have. Like it's, it's like the, the emotional cost at, that comes at the end of an A. You know? mm-hmm. yeah, like exactly. in a group project. An uh-huh. A in a group project means two people did a lot of work. You
1: know? Well, and that's that's where life is like most frustrating. And You know, it's funny. I think about this all the time with, with my work, because like, there's things that we try to change and be new and innovative. We So much so much of what causes us stress are those factors that are outside of our control, you know? Um, and those are the things we often want to change. Um, and like, so like a group project, you can, you can control what you can, but then the parts that are outside of your control, um, are, you have to like give that control up and it's uh, hard, it's hard. Yeah. And it's the most frustrating part about change because we often feel like, okay, the thing that if I could just, if we could just get them to do this, then we'd be all right. And, um, and sometimes it feels like the, the kind of the linchpin to change is external. It's like what they could do. And, um, and sometimes that's accurate and that's, it's hard. It's frustrating.
3: Yeah. Well, I for, for, also for change, for, for good change to occur, I think it has to be like slow and natural as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> look at like like a Glen Canyon Dam. Yeah. In on the Utah Arizona border,
2: mm-hmm. where
3: they dammed up Glen Canyon and they or they dammed up the Colorado River to make Lake Powell. Yeah. And it completely destroyed the ecosystem that yeah. was there. They just yeah. did it overnight, you know, flooded mm-hmm. cities that had been there for. Yeah, years.
1: Archaeology, and 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 then they
3: they come to a point where now it's like there's more water evaporating, and it's just it's not what they thought it would be, and and -hmm. do we drain it? But it's been so long now that a new ecosystem has been built, and they're talking about draining Glen Canyon, and that completely changes overnight the ecosystem again, you know, and so Mm -hmm. it's like how do you how do you do it in like slow increments where people can still I don't know, because I think people need to see change to continue with change, you know? Like, when it happens right. so slow, that's when people get bored. Well, well, yeah.
1: And that's why, like,
3: you know, you look at it
1: not necessarily on political stuff, but just in terms of just overall, you have kind of, like, your extremes on either ends and then those in the middle. And realistically, you, you actually almost need all three. Um, like, you, you need those on the ends to kind of, like... Push to show, like here's where we want to go, and then kind of those on the opposite side or the middle to kind of temper that a little bit to slow it down, you know. Mm-hmm. And and if you only have one, you know, and, and you don't have the other, then sometimes it can just wreak havoc. And so yeah, it's it's a uh, tricky stuff.
3: Yeah, it's hard understanding the universe. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about it. It's hard work. It's hard yeah. Work. Yeah. But,
1: you know, the other thing, one other thing that made, uh, that, that whole uh, story from earlier reminds me of, too, is you, I remember when I went to school, uh, they talked about this concept of the the tragedy of the commons. You know, it's yeah, kind of like yeah. this. The, the whole idea, it's, I mean, it's wasn't often that,
3: used. Wasn't that Arthur Miller?
1: to be honest, Uh, I can't
3: remember. Arthur Miller essay? It's,
1: you know, it's often used to promote like capitalism and free markets that people don't feel a sense of ownership. um, They don't uh, protect it and take care of it. And, and I'll tell you this, working out of school, uh, there is (laughs) definitely, it's definitely truth to that um, where we're, you know, and again, we're working with kids, but like, they do not feel a sense of ownership of this place um and often can treat it like shit but i often think the opposite is true as well um where people do feel a sense of this is mine even when maybe it's not um and i even think sometimes like it's kind of interesting to think of culturally um you know, the reason this the whole story makes me think of it is is just because when it was left there just how i somehow felt wronged you know that like the hell is this guy doing just leaving his, his shit in the community you know what i mean yeah or girl whoever it was and um, and that doesn't you know that really is probably an unjustified um internal reaction uh And so that's, in in some ways, that's almost like the opposite of the tragedy of the commons, right? That, like, you feel a sense of, we want to protect this. And it's kind of interesting to think of, like, there are groups often, whether it's the the scouts or religions or whoever, who often have this value of, we're going to go do good within our community for the sake of doing good within the community,
3: you know? Yeah. Yeah. The tragedy of the commons wasn't written by Arthur Miller, by the way. Was it, was it? It's was not, it not? It's, it's, I, the reason it was so familiar. It's Holly's one of Holly's favorite books, written by Garrett Hardin, "Comedy of the Tragedy of the Commons." Check it out.
1: Oh, really? Huh.
3: I believe it's from the '70s. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, there was. It's funny because there was a like, down the street from my house, <clears throat> like right around from the high school. And, Mm -hmm. um, there was, it's not a four way stop, but it's a, like a pretty major road, but then like uh, just one street that comes off of it, you know, so you can only make a left-hand turn onto the one street And on that corner, which is pretty busy, but it's like, there's like a church on one side and like a nature preserve on the other. And like across the street is just like the fence of a trailer park. But there was Mm -hmm. a motorcycle leaned up against the stop sign, just completely burned out. Black, yeah. just basically the frame, yeah. and like in the street, this big dark stain, like it had been laying there on fire, and someone just propped it up and leaned it against the stop sign, <laughs> and it was there for like a week. And every time we drive by, we're like that motorcycle is still sitting there. Yeah. And then it was just gone, and it was, and we were sad. We were like, oh man, <laughs> the motorcycle's gone. Like it was this nice little mystery for a week.
1: Yeah. Well, that's you know that actually makes me think of something because so for example if you're like just out and, and i'm i'm gonna maybe this says a lot about my character but like so so people can judge all they want but like if you're out in just out in public right and there's just trash like a piece of trash in in the road are you picking it up because generally speaking i am not
3: no, i'm not that guy
1: <laughs> me neither, and what's interesting about that is, so I'll
3: i walk, be pissed off about it, but I won't yeah, pick it up. <laughs> totally,
1: and that's the tragedy of the commons, right? And, and but that like, goes I back look, to so,
3: the group thing. It's like that's not like that's not my yeah, job. Like, right. I'm already taking care of my shit. My, my what, stuff's in the garbage can.
1: Totally, and what? And I've I've so this is this is genuinely happened to me. So so at the school. Um, so when they're, you know, it, I, I've, I've worked in junior highs and high schools and kids leave shit around. Like, it's just, it, it just is right. That That is the nature of people. And so like, if I see a rapper, if I'm walking down the hall, I see a rapper on the ground, I'm going to pick it up and I'm going to throw it away for two reasons. One, first and foremost, I, I, this sounds really stupid, but I really do think that the environment of the school does have an impact on students. When they see it clean and orderly, they take care of it more than if it's just a total shithole, you know? And two, um, it's like this example of, Hey, like we're taking care of our school. You're going to see the administrator pick, pick your trash up. You can pick up your yeah, you're trash as well. Guilt. Totally. Yeah. That's it. It really is. And so, and so like it's almost second
3: nature now, Does anybody make sure someone's watching? I'll get the garbage. You guys (laughs) won't get the garbage, but I'll get the garbage.
1: (laughs) Exactly. And so I'll, I'll, it's like second nature. You're walking down the hall, you see something on the ground, you bend over, you pick it up, whatever. And that's at work. It is totally. And even the reason I'm doing it, there's like total ulterior motive. in the reason I do it um, at work. And, and since it's second nature, I have found myself walking down the street, seeing a piece of trash, and my first reaction is, "Oh, there's trash. I'm going to pick it up." Because, like, you get—I mean, I'm in a school every day, and so like, it's a habit. And then I've thought to myself, "Oh, wait, I'm not at work," and I kept walking. <laughs> 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 and so it's like there is, there really is internally, this sense of ownership, like I have well, a responsibility. Well, let's take at this it back. Place.
3: Let's take it back to guilt again. Uh-huh. At the one place you're you you're you, you're you picking it up is like feeding on the guilt of students and other coworkers yeah. to keep it clean but when you're out yeah. in the real out in the world nobody cares that you don't that sense of guilt doesn't work so if you pick no. that up suddenly oh someone else is going to get that for me yeah true <laughs> i have to do it that's and, true like my kids will they'll, they'll leave a plate on the table uh-huh. and i'll let it sit there for days right like and and, and then finally i'll be like hey how many times are you going to walk past that plate before you put it away? Or like, you pick up, clean up your mess.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And it's not about guilt. They don't care. <laughs> They're like, yeah. I'm going to walk past it another 37 probably. <laughs> yeah. You know? Uh-huh. But but like, the same thing when I'm at work and there's people who respect me. <laughs> <you know? laughs> and you pick it up and you get, you get to play that oh, man who's doing this who's leaving this crap I guess I'll get it you yeah, know you yeah. got to kind of play it up a little bit but I play that stuff up at home and they just close well, the door Well turn, on them, and turn the music up
1: <laughs> and, and you know as a parent I have you know I'm ashamed because it, it drives me crazy when it happens to me um, but I have totally played the card of you know what I work my ass off I clean this house and you come in and you and it's the it's the total guilt of this is you are you are harming me by by not picking up after yourself, and it is effective now for how long that is effective, who knows, and what like, it stops ultimate, being we,
3: effective yeah because eventually they get to a point where their life is harder than yours <laughs>
2: yeah that's true huh? you can't
3: work you can't you try to play that angle and you're like. <laughs> do you know the pressures that I'm under, old man? <laughs> you know? yeah. And you're like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I got it, I got it. I'll do the dishes. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's a good point, actually. Yeah, that's a pretty good point. Yeah, and so, but it's effective in the temporary. I mean, guilt works, man,
3: it really does. Yeah. So, yeah. But. but so, I don't know, I wonder if the mystery will ever be solved.
1: Yeah, I should uh, I should go take a picture of how they're <laughs> how they're set up today, and I should just document it.
3: Yeah, you should have been where, documenting it all along. I, I should have been. I should have been. So you you see have a camera I, on your damn phone. <laughs> I know. I drive by it every day. You know, but, make it make it something. Um, Two bikes. So yeah,
1: that's those anyway. That's a social experiment, and some thoughts I had on that.
3: I think it is I, a well, social I experiment. I, it's gotta be. But what do you think? Like, is, like, so okay. So this person spends all this stuff just like tr- trying to get somebody to steal this bike. You you think
1: you think somebody was trying to? That's the goal they're initially trying to get. Like, I, don't, like, I don't know. Do I, don't think, know do I don't know the initial goal. Do you think it was stolen and then this happened, or do you think they were trying to get somebody to steal it? I kind I don't of think know. they were trying to get somebody to steal it personally. I
3: think so if it was just sitting there. I think uh-huh. I think I think it was like somebody had these bikes and they're like, let's see if we can watch this. Uh-huh. But now that it's gotten to the two bikes and just kind of become this weird thing, like mm-hmm. is that the end goal that this artist wanted? Or, you know what I mean? Like, 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 Uh was the next, was the reaction to that? Because look how long it took for someone to steal the bike in the first place. Yeah. Now is that person like just waiting for something for the thing that that person wants to happen so that it can put the next phase of the plan Uh into action? And it's like, come on, you people. Why are you just letting it sit? Somebody steal those bikes. Yeah, that's true.
1: (laughs) Well, part of, part of me wonders if the initially somebody was trying to see how long it would take for the bike to get taken um because so i so my my daughter plays soccer right Mm -hmm. and there's a school nearby us that gets rented out by comp soccer teams um to practice soccer and uh one day i was driving by noticed a soccer ball from whoever from some kid i'm sure left it out there and it was just uh it was just there, sitting there. And days were going by, and that ball was still there. And I was thinking, like, when? Like, I can't believe nobody's taken that ball. And finally, one, um, one Saturday, I'm just driving by and it's there. And so guess who's the guy who <laughs> ends up taking the ball? And it's me. Because it's like no, like, if, okay. If you're not gonna get your ball, if you're not gonna go back after so many days, this is this is up for grabs. All right.
3: Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just gonna become garbage out there. Like, let it yeah. get some use out of it. Yeah,
1: and my, I have a daughter who will use it. It's the next size up. So like, okay, great. It's, we have a ball to kick around, and, and I still don't know. Like, coming back to guilt. Like, I do <laughs> what if, not feel. What if? I do not feel if, guilt if you went back
3: and there all. was a, if there were two little balls on the poster. <laughs> <laughs> But here's the thing. Here's here's the thing that that exercising guilt did not produce the mother back. No, so like whoever stole that bike has a freaking heart of stone. <laughs> <You know? laughs> for real, for
1: real. Well, sure. you know, what maybe what would be more effective is if the poster was of the actual person, and like. Okay, so for example, I look at um, so the, the ball, the soccer ball. If I'm seeing a poster of the actual child missing ball, like I, I might turn that ball in anonymously, of course. Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not ratting myself out. But, but uh, I, I do, and I do think that anthropomorphic placing human value. I, I also think that's effective. Because it gets people like it, it taps more into that empathy a little more. Well, that's
3: what God is, isn't it? I mean, yeah, an ampl- God, anthropomorphized God's version not of some person. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's an energy, but we we can't comprehend that, so we have yeah, to make so it's it
1: anthropomorphized. A yeah,
3: yeah. That's like all the everything. Look at the constellations; they turned them into these symbols. Yeah, that true. the human brain can understand. Yeah, I think there's I think there's some merit to that so yeah, that's yeah. crazy that's a fun story yeah
1: I, I enjoyed it so anyway uh, well, I think it, I
3: could... it's been a minute yeah. since we talked yeah you're you're Mr. Busy Guy oh man it's been it's been nuts but
1: but uh, one more week and then I get some time off so that'll be great recharge a little
3: yeah that'll be nice yeah that'll be nice we'll
1: have to we'll have to do a an episode over the holidays with something uh, when there's some time
2: I feel
3: like when there's time I got time to there think. should there should be a holiday edition of Sabat Shalom
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, There really should
3: I was I'm kind of worried about calling it Sabat Shalom when we're we're not Jewish technically not Jewish yeah but then right. I like caught a glimpse of myself in the mirror when i first wake up in the morning and my hair is all oh. curly and crazy and i'm like yeah nah, i am you got it
1: <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's the whole other thing of like the word yeah the words possession of but i like, can see words. how some
3: no, nobody has but i can see how some people might take exception yeah i can i can if somebody did i would probably listen yeah <laughs> I, I, I but would until that happens i don't feel the guilt <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, to me, to, to me, exactly. To me, it's not the reason that word um, does. It. It's it's more the alliteration that um, I enjoy of it, you know.
2: Yeah.
1: So, but uh, I, I don't feel a sense of, I don't feel a sense of ownership over that.
3: And I also like the idea of just taking a break. I feel like these conversations with you are a little bit of a break from life. Yeah. A little grounding.
1: Yeah. Enjoy a little Sabbath, a metaphorical
3: Sabbath. That's right. You know? Whenever, wherever you are. That's right. All right, man. Well, I'm going to, I got some other uh, podcasts to get up today. It's it's a big day for Open Lines Radio. Well, good. There's at least two going to be posted today. Nice. I got a new new, uh, show coming to the airwaves. Oh, good.
1: I saw see, you had yeah. you had some some guests some some new guests on as well.
3: Yeah, the Hobo Safe Camp Virtual Campfires has been mm-hmm. killing it with guests. Yeah, that's good. It's hard to find. It's hard to get a time. To yeah. Match up. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's hard true. with us, you know. We're only an hour apart, and our time frame or uh, time and, zone and yeah, apart. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. These nope. stupid early morning calls from me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's rough because you gotta. You gotta be the
1: one to wake up. So all right,
3: man. Well, this was nice. Okay. Get get yeah. through that next week and then enjoy your holiday. I'm sure yeah, I'll be talking do. to you. Yeah. All right. Talk to okay. you later.